This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. The Believe Podcast Network presents the FCS Football Podcast with Joe DeLeon. Well, let's get fat. I am a soothsayer. Welcome back to the Believe in FCS Football Podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network, your go-to source for the best FCS football analysis out there, coming from two former FCS football players from the University of Rhode Island. I am Joe DeLeon, joined by Sean Anderson, the man who eats Subway in the parking lot in his car. Sean, how was that Subway? Uh, it was delicious, uh, but it was also shameful, as I don't think that the optics on my situation <laughs> were that positive. And I, I, you know, when you're eating in the parking lot or parking lots or wherever you're just devouring your food um, like a savage in public, y- there's some shame, but there's definitely shame when there are people consistently getting into their cars or sitting in their cars directly next to yours. Uh, <laughs> and that's not so thrilling because Joe. I don't love eating in front of people because it's it's, it's an act of shame for me. You've, you've known this about me, correct? Well, is that the reason why you chose not to eat the Subway in the car? Is like, Did you choose not to eat it? Or sorry, no, in, I ate it in, 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 in my in the, car. Sorry, no, in the yeah. restaurant is what, what I meant to say. You chose to eat it in, in the car instead of the restaurant because you didn't want to eat in front of people? Yes. That's the specific Whereas I was, reason I was why. actually eating within I was actually eating within closer proximity than to if I was eating in the actual subway itself. Why didn't you just drive home and eat at home while we were doing the nuts? The nuts. Uh, I don't know, man, uh, because I wanted to eat the sandwich just then and there. <laughs> okay. Well, I think that's the more disturbing part of that situation is that you couldn't... Oh, the lack of w- self-control. Yeah, you couldn't wait yeah. to get home to eat the Subway sandwich that you had to wolf it down in your parked car. And on top of it, if you're just going to eat it that quickly, sit down in the damn restaurant. I uh, Some of your decision-making... With food in particular, really, just I don't, I don't get it, man. I don't, I don't really get oh. it. Okay, well, speaking of decision making, I moved my setup to the uh, to the nice black desk oh. uh, in, in the basement. Well, is that because uh, we're not going to get into your life and the people that are moving into your basement, uh, Sean? Can we can we hear? Speaking about degenerates, uh, can we hear about Bet Online? Oh, here we go. Maybe <laughs> you don't preface one of our sponsors by calling them degenerates or people that want to use this beautiful service as degenerates. Fair you point. Well, we suck. wait, wait. We we both sports bet. Everybody that sports bet knows the knows the deal. You partake in sports betting. You gamble. Use the proper your your. Grammar is horrendous today. I Joe. don't. I don't care. What, what other grammatical errors have I had? So do the I damn do read. beer, man. Why? I do beer when I go to the bars. <laughs> Why is it a constant fight with you to do live reads? It's never like, hey, Sean. Here's All right, the everybody. Let me tell you about Bet Online. Uh, I was at the Nats game last night, uh, watching the boys lose to St. Louis, and. God, is it fun betting on baseball, especially when you're in, still in the uh, in the state where you can legally bet on it? 
and then you're going to DC to watch the game. You're like, oh, I got these bets cooking. I got these bets cooking. They all lost, though. I missed every single one of my bets. Nas Moneyline didn't hit. Soto Homer didn't hit. It's all good, though. I had a very fun time. And it elevated the experience a little bit because you're just watching, even in person. It's even better than sitting on your couch in uh, sports betting. I encourage everybody, lock down some bets on betonline.ag and then go to the game. It's fantastic. When sports, I, I need a betonline.ag sportsbook in the D.C. area, just in a stadium. I don't care which it is. I'll go watch whatever. I'll watch a curling match and place bets all day if I can watch it live. It is a fantastic sensation. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. I honestly might tape that that read you just did and just use that on all of my other shows because i don't know why you just do a very fantastic job of of the bet online reads that might be the Thank only you. compliment i've ever given you on this show <laughs> the only one i just realized that i need to compliment you more i'm sorry sean well i like gambling <laughs> <laughs> all right sean speaking of I mean, you, gambling <laughs> we have to talk about and then there's a crazy amount of headlines this week folks there's a lot that happened and we're going to talk at the water cooler here yeah, a lot at the water cooler. We're, we're going to talk about the North Dakota State loss a little bit. We're not going to really dive into that game because we, we can't really spend that much time talking about that because this would be an hour and a half show. We have to talk about the bracket that was just released. We have to talk about all of the award finalists that were just announced. This is a packed show for today's episode. But as I said, speaking of gambling, before we get into the bracket conversation, Sean, we have to talk about the wildest play of FCS football that I think either of us have seen. And we've been in person for some pretty wild stuff happening on the field. The play, some wacky stuff. Some wacky plays on some wacky days. And the, the play that I'm specifically referencing is the Daniel Smith play that made its way on the Sports Center. Patrick Mahomes even uh, quote tweeted it and picked up a lot of traction referring to Daniel Smith. I don't even know how to fully describe it. As he was falling, and he claimed on Twitter... Daniel Smith, who is a friend of the show, follows me, uh, that he meant to and throw me. meant to throw this football that he <laughs> intended to throw. And while following falling on his back and being thrown to the ground, he completed a pass for a touchdown against Delaware. And now, folks, if you haven't seen this play, first of all, I don't know why you're listening to this show because you're clearly not an FCS football fan or a football They're fan. They're not listening in general. to this show because they don't have the internet if they haven't seen this play. Yeah, it was everywhere. Even if you're not on social media, it was on TV. It was all over the place. It was constantly replayed when I was watching SportsCenter while I was doing my work yesterday morning. So, Sean, this play is nuts. We have to talk about this. What? I don't even know what to say about this play, but of course it was Daniel Smith who did it, and deservedly so, has the easily, no other play comes in contention, the play of the year. It is the play of the year, and I can only describe it as an NFL Street or NFL Street 2 play. It's almost like a game-breaker action that he put on. Uh, and all season, even on, in the previews for the last two years when we were talking about Daniel Smith, we said he's a great athlete, and we said he's a true football player. And that's just some instinct stuff where you're like, you know what? You just got this feeling that if I toss it just right now, it's going to go into the hands of my guy, which it did. Very impressive, very gutsy. Uh, very, very funny to see the Delaware uh, <laughs> defender get up uh, and act as if he had sacked uh, Daniel Jones. But unfortunately, it was a touchdown. There was a lot of fun irony on the play. It was I mean, it took social media by storm. Uh, very, very fun, fun play. 
pretty good look also. Pretty good look for the FCS. So, uh, I mean, yeah. we should get like a little bell or something that we can... Oh, here, I got something for us. You I got have a bell? Here, right? Oh, my God. Get rid of that thing. I'm, I'm sick those of it. Those are my, my medication maracas. Yeah. That's what I'll call those. That's, that's gross. <laughs> but I think of any player that we associate with being a gambler and an improviser, it's Daniel Smith. So for him to complete this pass, to have the play of the year, I think it is just ultimately so, so fitting. And you were talking about it's kind of like an NFL street play. I don't know if you've seen um, – there's like a really highly – Madden re- clip? Re- are you thinking of the play that I'm thinking of? It's an NCAA 14 clip that is constantly oh, reshared yes. where a player is literally falling on their back, is on the ground, and is facing the opposite direction, and he throws the ball, and it shoots up out of his hand, redirects, and then is completed. It's kind of like that play is what that's it exactly, was. Yeah, that's exactly where my mind went when yeah. I saw that. I didn't know that was an NCAA clip. That That is a, a perfect a perfect example because it's a video game play. That's what it is. It's it's a play out of a video <laughs> game that we saw in real life. Very, very it, I don't know, Dante Hall-esque possibly. Yeah, And just Easily. you don't see it in real life. Right, right. I, I don't know. that. I don't think we're ever going to see something like that for a very long time. That makes me so happy that it was an FCS play as well. And I'm really happy, Sean, that we're getting to the playoff bracket. The FCS bracket was finally released. It wasn't released in the middle of a cricket match on ESPN4. It was actually put out on, I believe it was ESPNU. Craig Haley made an appearance on the show. Good to see That's right, friend of the show, Craig Haley. Why are you so far away from the microphone? I didn't want to yell right into the microphone. Okay, all right. Um, so we got some. We want to go through some quick thoughts here. I want to just quickly run through the bracket. If you haven't seen it, it's on the NCAA's website. But to to hit on just the key things to know: South Dakota State one seed, the the number two seed in this Sam Houston State three seed James Madison, despite not winning the CAA, and then Jacksonville State ends up being the four seed, which is a bit interesting to me. No ranking for North Dakota. North Dakota State obviously not ranked after their loss to South Dakota State. And then additionally, the surprising one here, the Weber State situation of them not being ranked. So the first one here, Sean, not really a surprise that North Dakota State is not ranked. They have two losses this season. They clearly don't deserve to be in the top ranking. But it's so surprising and so strange to see a season where the Bison are not considered to be at least one of the top four teams in the FCS. And I think that they still have that potential, and they're going to probably shock one of these ranked teams. They're still good, but their lack of performance against South Dakota State ultimately kills them here, a game where they needed to win. I think it's not brave. I think it's kind of gutsy that that the voters and the deciders of this bracket said, you know what, North Dakota State? You lost two games. You don't get to be in the top four. So go and scrap. Uh, it's almost refreshing. And that's what we were kind of talking about at the beginning of this past fall season before everything got canceled. Uh, because, I mean, or I think maybe it was after uh, Trey Lance declared. We said, okay, it's going to be a different outlook of the FCS now that North Dakota State is going to be without the best FCS player that we've seen in a very long time. So with that, it's going to be a playoffs and that is highly competitive between every single team, every game. I mean, if I do you have a clear a clear favorite? Are there any of these games gimmies? Because I'm looking no. at these games. None of these games are gimmies. 
I, even JM, JMU VMI. Yeah. VMI is hot this year. Every, every, anybody got, everybody got hot at one point this year. Everybody. It's very, very fun. It's going to be a very, very fun playoff. I, very, I, I hate saying very, very excited for it because you don't know who exactly is going to win it. There have been great performances all year from all these teams at one point. That's the best part about it. Right. And, and that's the thing that we keep hearing from a lot of people that cover the FCS. And Craig Haley keeps saying, and he also said it on his appearance on ESPNU, that this is the one year where there's not really a favorite. Even though South Dakota State is that number one team, I wouldn't necessarily consider them to be the favorite in this bracket. Now, what makes them scary is their doubleheaded rushing attack with Mark Gronowski and Pierre Strong Jr., who in this North Dakota State game, Gronowski hits 126 rushing yards, Pierre Strong 95 rushing yards, and then on top of that, Isaiah Davis has uh, 84 rushing yards. So your starting quarterback and then your two running backs end up having a fantastic rushing day. It's almost the opposite of what we're used to seeing because North Dakota State is typically a really good rushing football team. They only put up put up 98 rushing yards total in this game, and then South Dakota State here they are as this behemoth rushing attack and that's probably going to make them one of the most dangerous teams is who can slow down that rushing attack who has the capability to do so and that might end up being the unranked Weber State team who for me Sean I think it is a bit surprising that Weber State ends up getting snubbed as a ranked team in the top four it is and to touch on the running stuff that's what I see this uh, playoff going down to is who can run the rock I mean there are a lot of good quarterbacks in here a lot of good quarterbacks but it's about the rushing this year. I, I, I mean, Akil Glass, Aquil Glass, great quarterback. A lot of great quarterbacks in the, in, the, in the FCS. We're running the rock. And this playoff, it's going to be running the rock. And I am super excited for it. I just am. I don't know why. It's the old lineman in me, I guess, where it's going to be who can stop the run and whose front seven is going to be who, uh, beat whoever else's front seven. It's very, very entertaining to see that. And the casual fans going to be watching and, and wondering what, why, where's all the action. The action is right in your right in front of your face, dumb dumb. Watch, watch the trenches. Watch the running back. Watch their cuts. It's it, every team on here can, has the capability to bust it open. It's all it, stoked. Oh yeah, definitely stoked for some ground and pound football during this FCS playoff. So Sean, I, I want to get to who do we think has the easiest path. So this isn't necessarily saying who we think is going to win the playoff. But who do we think has maybe an easier path to make it to the final? So w- what's your pick here? Uh, I am taking James Madison here. I think it's ma- mo- ma- mainly I'm picking them as a, as having the easiest path is that they're perennial, perennially here. You know, they they know the drill. They understand it. They they know what to do, what they need to do to move on throughout the ranks and end up in the championship. There, there's not going to be many things that surprise them. Even if there's player turnover, coach turnover, the program understands the task at hand and they can go through and they can treat it like a normal game, which they typically win. So on that basis, given that there are some not newcomers, but not as typical long lasting FCS playoff appearances, I'm taking James Madison to have the easiest path, not necessarily to win it, which I have a different pick for that, but uh, mm-hmm. for the easiest path. Yeah, taking a look at the spot that they're in, I do agree that their path is easy, but they do have to get past VMI, which it could yeah. very well end up being 
um, a buzzsaw game for the you know that first spot in the first yeah. matchup that they have. For Don't me, let Udinski show up. It'll yeah, be a, it'll be a bloodbath. Um, actually, they have a different starting quarterback right now. We got to talk oh, about that later. Oh, yeah, God. yeah, young guy's been starting. Um, <laughs> nice. Oh, I'm, so I'm actually going to go. With, I'm going to go with Delaware here <laughs> because I think Sacred Heart is a really good program. But uh, Delaware clearly has the edge. They're fantastic defensively. Dewan Lee has been killing it on the ground. And he's a big reason why that they're going to be able to run the football. We keep talking about run, running the football and having success on the ground. And that's going to be a key decider on who does it the best during these playoffs. But after that point, after they're probably going to beat Sacred Heart, Jacksonville State, Davidson, neither of those teams, I think, scare me as much as other people do. I, I think Jacksonville State's a good program. They are probably, and no knock on the Gamecocks, I think the least worthy of being ranked. I think Delaware could have put up a better case for being that final ranked team than Jacksonville State. They're going to be pissed. They're going to be angry that they weren't the ranked team in this spot. I think that they have a really legitimate shot to make it to the semifinal out of their portion of the bracket because of the assets that they have and then the fact that they really don't have like a real behemoth in the bracket that they have to beat. I see it's Seth Morgan who is uh who is dueling yes. with Udinsky here. They're yes. separated by one yard on the season box totals. <laughs> All right. Uh Sean, let's uh I want to hit on now who we think is our pick. Who do we think is going to win it all? Who are you picking I, as your clear cut winner? I am taking Sam Houston State to win it all this year. And, you know, Joe and I, we also we we throughout the, the years of doing this show, we've said, ah, oh, it would be stupid for us not to say North Dakota State to win it all. Maybe it's stupid of us to not say North Dakota State. I'm not saying them. I, I am not doing it. I, I'm not going to just give them the bid because they have been the dynasty. No, no, no. Sam Houston State's been playing very, very good football, blowing out teams, blowing out Nichols 70, 71 to 17. Putting up big numbers, winning, uh, beating Incarnate Word forty-two to fourteen. They're tacking on quality wins all year. That's what they do, and they blow out teams that you think were really good, and they shut them down. They humble them. That's something that I really, really value in a team, especially in the playoffs, because that means that if you're doing it in the regular season, when it comes to playoff time, and you're stomping out these teams that were putting up seventy points against Lamar, just like you did. It's not going to be you're, you're going to be pretty comfortable there going going up against some real competition. Yeah, there's a reason why Sam Houston is that number two team and they have been electric offensively. They're who we thought Nichols was going to be. And then yes. Sam Houston clearly proved themselves as the best offensive team, I think, in the country right now. They have a lot of balance offensively, a lot of parity, and I think that's what makes them so scary. For me, my pick to win it all, I'm going with a dark horse here. I'm going with Weber State. I understand that they ha don't have a ton of big blowout wins like some of these other teams do. But they've shown me, especially after that Hail Mary that they had, that they're capable of winning in tight situations. They can beat good football teams. They haven't really been tested yet, but I think after they beat an easy matchup against Southern Illinois, they are going to test South Dakota State. And if they can come out of that game with a victory, I would make that push for them to make it into the semifinal and then possibly the championship because ultimately, in my eyes, the way I see this bracket, they'd have to play Delaware. I, I don't know why, but I think if somebody's going to win it this year, 
Sean, I, I think it's going to be an unranked team. I don't know why I have that feeling. I just I think that it's going to be somewhat unexpected because we really don't, as we've said the whole show, don't have that clear-cut, standalone North Dakota State team. It's just a lot of really good football teams, some okay teams, some decent good teams that are unranked, but a lot of good teams, really good teams that don't have a top four ranking that are going to probably end up challenging some of these strong programs. I, as much as I like disagreeing with you, you make so much sense sometimes that it makes me upset that I pick Sam Houston State. Regardless, <laughs> uh, I, I still think Sam Houston State is going to win it. Mm-hmm. I think they're, they're just uber talented. But when you go on a tangent of of saying that the unexpected team, and then I correlate that in my mind with the unexpected year, it just makes too much sense. I'm sticking with my pick, but I cannot throw any shade onto yours. Yeah, and if I'm being honest, if I were to pick that final matchup, I think it's going to be Weber State, Sam Houston State. I can't wait till... God. You want to come over for that? Do I want to... Uh, maybe. I'm going to hop on a plane. You come over to here. You you come to LA. Why? You're going to mess up my whole sleep schedule. No. You deal with it. You got nothing going on. You don't have a job. All right. Oh, I got uh, nothing going on? Yeah, you got nothing going on. All right, oh, folks. Let's talk about who's got what going on and who doesn't have what going on. We're going to talk about the award finalists and give our picks for these awards. Before we do, I want to talk to you about Kanan. It's pronounced Kanan, not Kanan, as I've been saying, which is a fantastic sunglass brand. It is time to make your outdoor experience better with Kanan. Kanan sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. They're made with Japanese optics that make their lenses clearer, lighter, stronger, and they're Italian handcrafted frames that are impossible to scratch. And now being out here in sunny Los Angeles, I do need some good sunglasses. And where I went was Kanan, and I did not regret it. Use the exclusive code KananCast. 15 at Kanan.com to receive 15% off your first pair. That's Kanan, K A E N O N C A S T 1 5. Kanan, clearly better. All right, Sean, we've got four awards that we're going to address here. We're going to talk about that being the Eddie Robinson, Jerry Rice, Buck Buchanan, and Walter Payton. So we have the announcements on the finalists. I'm going to read through each finalist and then we're going to give our pick. Those that have been nominated for the Eddie Robinson, which is the Coach of the Year Award. We have Scott Abel from Davidson, Kevin Callahan from Monmouth, Dave Caccini from Bucknell, Kurt Signetti from James Madison, Brian Collins from LIU, London Fox from Valparaiso, Charles Doc Gamble from Arkansas Pine Bluff, Jay Hill Weber State, Dean Hood Murray State, Casey Keeler, Sam Houston, Connell Maynor, Alabama A&M, um, Rob Milstead, Delaware State, Bobby Petrino, Missouri State, Danny Rocco, Delaware, Kyle Bubba, Schwingert, North Dakota, and then Scott Wana, Walk, Walkenheim, VMI. So, Sean, if you had to pick, and there's a lot of really good coaches in here that turned programs around to make them playoff teams. So who did you pick? I picked Danny Rocco from Delaware. Ooh. So, Colin Cetric, you can get off my back, please, and thank you. Uh, I believe this team was really, really well coached. Uh, they didn't – no team came within seven points in a game. Uh, they blew out 
Maine, 37-0. A blew out Delaware or blew out Stony Brook, 31 to three. Beat another team, 35 to 21. That team will go unmentioned, and they beat Villanova, 27 to 20. It's that he's coached this team up really well. Their offense is scoring consistently in the 30s, if not very close to that. Uh, and their defense is holding strong. It's just a really good program that he set up there. And I think that should deserve credit. It's not the flashiest program by any means, but for consistency and how dominant he was this year in the CAA, I believe that's uh, very noteworthy and worth uh, coach of the year. Yeah, I'm on the same page as you. I think that that's a, a fantastic pick to turn them around. Oh, did you pick him? No, I didn't pick him. I didn't oh, pick so how can we be on the same page? Well, I, I like that pick. I can't agree with you. Is that not allowed? I went with yeah, Cub. Right, you said we were on the same page. So I, I went with you're going to go with the same Bubba Schweigert of North Dakota. And when I make these decisions with picking a coach for Coach of the Year, I always like to go in the direction of somebody who turned around a program and produced unexpected results. And for Schweigert. North Dakota was kind of a joke. That's not me being negative. It was a, a joke for Bison fans. Constantly, you see on social media, them clowning on North Dakota. And this year, they produced really good results. They became a playoff team. First time playing in a conference at the Division I AA level. So for me, produce those results. Didn't take them much time. Really good success in a difficult season. Got to give it to Coach Schweiger. Hey man, we're on the same page, man. I hate you. I hate you. Can you just can you just be normal? So the Jerry Rice Award is given to the National Freshman Player of the Year. Last year's winner was Trey Lance. The nominees for this season for finalists: Bronson Barron, Weber State; Quinton Pig Cage, Nichols. He plays nickel at Nichols. Isaac Dowling, Mercer. Draylon Ellis, Austin P, uh, quarterback, Trey French, Gardner Webb, defensive end, Mark Granowski, South Dakota State quarterback, Billy Lucas, Duquesne, running back, Seth Morgan, VMI quarterback, Tony Musket, that's a fantastic name, Monmouth quarterback, Ryan Nettles, yeah, for a quarterback too, Alabama State quarterback, uh, Tommy Schuster, North Dakota quarterback, Matthew Saluka, Holy Cross quarterback, Devin Devon Starling, my apologies, Tennessee State running back, Keon Turner, Valparaiso corner, Jared Verse, Albany defensive end, and then Cameron Ward, Incarnate Ward quarterback. So, Sean, who did you pick here for the Jerry Rice? I I mean, after hearing Tony Musket, I'm going with I'm changing my pick no. from Mark Gronowski to Tony Musket. You don't know anything about him. Oh yeah. Are you kidding? I'm just me? kidding. I'm taking Mark Gronowski. Yeah. Uh, quarterback. Know. And he threw the <laughs> He threw for a grip and eight touchdowns, almost four hundred rushing yards and six touchdowns. And I don't know, he's the quarterback of the number one one number one ranked team in the FCS. So that's very, very worthy of being uh, my uh, award winner here uh, in, in the, the there's really no other uh, question. I know Joe's going to say he's on the same page and he deserves all these accolades. Yeah, uh, I'm on but the same Joe page. is going Joe's doing a bit, so I'm going to let him <laughs> do his bit. No, I'm not going to do the bit. I get the pick though. I like the pick. 
because <laughs> you, he's, he's a quarterback for the for the he's number the one seeded team. Yes, I agree. That's why I love the pick. But I have to give some. Do love. we share the same pick? I have to give some love for the guy who oh my made God. fat stats multiple times this season and has the best name ever in FCS. I'm gonna Cameron Ward War, you know, Incarnate Ward's Ward. Cameron Ward has to be my pick for. The Jerry Rice Award, and we're just talking purely statistics. But on top of that, Incarnate Word, another program that just has not been very good over the past decade or so, has a better season than expected. They were a little bit overrated at one point because they did not belong being the 13th ranked team in the country. But Cameron Ward has 2,260 passing yards, 24 touchdowns to four interceptions, and two rushing touchdowns in six games. Sean, this man is averaging over four touchdowns a game. That's fantastic. I can't not pick the kid. Statistically, he's the best guy on the list. He is the fattest man on this list. I hope the plumbing goes goes wrong in your apartment. Oh, uh, why you have do to you shower at the Y? Why do you? I, I don't go to the Y. What? <laughs> the gym, whatever. All right. I hope you. I hope that. I hope your personal life gets affected in a negative way for for. for for doing a bit. My personal life has been affected in a negative way. <laughs> He's a runner-up. Two months! So don't say Ward, that to me. <laughs> Ward was my runner-up. Piece so of that's crap. Any I can't believe you just said that. You anger me. You anger me so much. God. Garbage human being. Um, The Buck Buchanan, which is awarded to the FCS's best defensive player. And the nominees for this, Bryson Armstrong, Kennesaw State linebacker, Jared Brinkman, North Dakota State nose tackle. Colby Campbell, Presbyterian linebacker. Isaiah Chambers, McNeese State defensive end. Chris Edmonds, Samford DB. Mike Green, James Madison defensive lineman. Ryan Greenhagen, Fordham linebacker. Nicario Harper, Jacksonville State safety. Cordell Jackson, Austin P. Nickel. Um, Story Story Jackson, Prairie View A&M linebacker. Laakea Kaha Laaka. Oh man, I can't pronounce his name. Um, <laughs> do you want to take a crack at this one, Sean? Laakea Kahano Hano Davis at at Southern Utah linebacker. Uh, Jahari K. Sam Houston defensive end. Titus Leo Wagner linebacker. Jordan Lewis defensive end. Southern. Robert Rochelle, Central Arkansas cornerback, Stone Snyder, VMI linebacker, Trey Walker, Idaho linebacker, Tristan Wheeler, Richmond linebacker. God, that's a long list of, of defensive players. And we both picked the same guy. Who'd you pick? Uh, I wanted to go with Jared Brinkman, who went to uh, Northern Iowa. I uh, just wanted to give him his proper accreditation of school. Uh, I went with Colby Campbell, the Presbyterian linebacker. He played seven games joe right yeah normal amount of games right you're like okay what do you have 65 tackles 70 tackles averaging about 70 tackles would, a game 70 would be a lot he had 96 tackles in seven games 47 oh, of them solo seven tackles for loss uh he had a sack a forced fumble quarterback hit two pass for whatever it's just an anomaly to see that many tackles in that many games. I, I don't understand it, Joe. I don't understand the mentality of just having your helmet attached on a magnet 
to the ball. <laughs> Wherever it is going, you are just being pulled to it. It's instincts, it's play calling, it's defensive design, whatever. Very, very impressive. He should win the Buck Buchanan Award. That's what I'm going with, and I believe, hopefully this time, we're actually on the same page. Yeah, and not necessarily this award belongs going to whoever's the statistically the best player, but I think in this case, Colby Campbell is the best defensive player on his team, if not the best player on his team. Presbyterian, the Blue Hose, didn't do a whole lot this season, but Colby Campbell, we mentioned him at the beginning of the year for being a top linebacker coming in because of what he's been able to do. The guy's not the most explosive athlete. He's not the biggest kid, but he is productive. And I love seeing that from linebackers who are just have a nose for the football, are mean, are tough. He's got the long hair, which I always bring up for some reason when I'm talking about long-haired linebackers. Kobe Campbell's fantastic. I believe he announced he is going to be transferring, which, heck, all power to you. Someone, a a small FBS program is totally going to offer this kid uh, an opportunity to play. He's going to get a really good shot, but Kobe Campbell helped. That is fantastic statistics that what he was able to do in, in seven games and to basically earn himself an opportunity to transfer up. I'm happy for him. And a lot of people at Presbyterian probably aren't happy about it, but you should be because he's trying to do the damn thing, which he currently did for your school for four years. So just that, be happy for him. That is correct. So Sean, we got the last one here, Walter correct. Payton award, which is given to the best offensive player in division one, uh, FCS football. That's what it says in this article. Uh, Trey Lance last season was the winner of this award. The nominees this year, Percy Ajay Obase from James Madison, running back Eric Berrier, Eastern Washington quarterback, Julius Chestnut, Sacred Heart running back, Tim Day Morat, Fordham quarterback, Jawan Fari, Monmouth running back, Aquil Glass, Alabama A&M quarterback, Jacob Harry's VMI wide receiver, Quay Holmes, ETSU running back, Tyler Hudson, Central Arkansas wide receiver, Cole Kelly, Southeastern Louisiana quarterback, uh, Dewan Lee, Delaware running back, Keith Pearson, Presbyterian wide receiver, Pierre Strong Jr., South Dakota State running back, Otis Way, North Dakota running back, Liam Welch, Sam Samford quarterback, and then lastly, D'Angelo Wilson, Austin P. wide receiver. So who'd you pick, Sean? Well, first of all, congratulations to everybody that made the list. It's very impressive and nothing that me and Joe could ever, ever dream of doing in our uh, careers uh, playing college I don't football. Think it's, at I don't think it's level. possible for either of us to have been nominated, but sure. Okay, thanks for taking that air out of my balloon. You're welcome. Yet again. Yeah. <laughs> Just give me your pick. <laughs> I took my uh, my winner here is Julius Chestnut, uh, Sacred Heart running back. Maybe it's because I love the way that he plays so much that I'm picking him, but I don't think there's that much bias in it. He played four games. Uh, he had 717 yards, 7.7 yards per carry, eight touchdowns. He caught the ball eight times for 171 yards and three touchdowns. It's just. It, he had 173 plus rushing yards and at least a touchdown in all four games that he played. He was their team. He is their team. He is maybe the best offensive player in the FCS right now. Just from what I watch, a lot again, a lot of great quarterbacks, Barrier, Glass, all good. Everybody that's on the list should be on the list. For me, it's Julius Chestnut. He deserves this award, in my opinion. He's my pick. 
Yeah, I like Julius Chestnut. And there's a couple guys I was deciding between as there are some crazy stats here. That Julius Chestnut stat line, holy crap, that is just insane to look at. Um, Jacob Harris, too, had a really good stat line, 67 receptions, 807 yards, 7 touchdowns, but we don't give this award to receivers. This isn't Devonta Smith. I'm giving it to friend of the show, Aquil Glass, Alabama A&M. And we talk about a guy who's the best player on his team, a big reason why they have offensive success, somebody who I think is going to continue to shine as he gets more opportunities, only played three games and put up 1,084 yards, 13 touchdowns, and three interceptions, as well as a rushing touchdown. His notable game, the one against Jackson State, 440 passing yards, six touchdowns, and one rushing touchdown. I can't not pick Quill Glass. He didn't play that many games, and I think this would be easier to, to decide if there was like a five or a seven-game requirement for games played but we don't have that. The dude's a baller. The dude has improved. He's gotten better continuously. All I keep seeing on social media is how Aquil Glass keeps getting better and better by all these draft analysts. He might be a candidate to possibly transfer up if he tries to. If not, if he stays, he's still going to get an NFL shot. Extremely talented. Aquil Glass is a baller, and he deserves to be the Walter Payton Player of the Year. Well, you're not going to get me to say anything bad about a quill glass. So Good. let's get on to, to FC estimates. All right, wrapping up today's show, FC estimates. Um, we don't need to get into what happened, but Sean oh, is still. Oh, I think we do. I think we might. Currently leads. Bang! 41 to 38. But don't forget, that's Sean. A, that's a margin right there, I tell you what. We've got another week here to. Oh, wow. You made some horrendous picks. Holy crap. I'm going to regain my lead. All right. This hey, week, who's winning or who's not winning? This week in the bracket. Well, not when you're trying too hard. This week in the bracket, South Dakota. You're doing, you're doing something I would do. You're pulling up from half court and trying to, you know, get cute with it. South Dakota State, Holy mm. Cross. Who are you picking? South Dakota State. Yeah, give me the Jackrabbits as well. Southern Illinois, Weber State. Uh, I'm taking Weber State. Yeah, Weber State for me. Delaware, Sacred Heart. I don't get this. I am. I could just pick every pick that you picked, and I know that I wouldn't lose my lead, but here's the thing. I want more. I want a bigger lead on you. I want to embarrass you. I'm taking Sacred Heart to win. Even though I am... Uh, not close, but I, I know some specialists on the Sacred Heart squad. I cannot pick them in this tough matchup. Give me Delaware over Sacred Heart. Davidson, Jacksonville State. Uh, who are you picking? I am taking Davidson to win this. You're just trying too hard. Uh, Jacksonville State for me. JMU, VMI. So who's trying hard now? Mine makes My upset could happen is more likely of happening. I'm taking GMU to win. I'm taking the upset. Give me VMI in this one. North Dakota, Missouri State. You stink. I am taking uh, North Dakota to win this one. Uh, You picked North. I'm going to go with North Dakota. North Dakota State, Eastern Washington. North Dakota State to win. Uh, North Dakota State as well. And then lastly, Monmouth, Sam Houston State. Sam Houston State to win for me. I'm going to take Sam Houston State as well. Uh, Thank you for the... Of course they are. All right, well, folks, thanks for tuning in. 
Uh, this was another episode of the FCS Football Podcast. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a five-star review if you enjoy listening to the show. Also, follow us on social media at Believe Podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Joe DeLeon at Sanderson Radio. And uh, be sure to check back next week for more FCS content. Folks, enjoy the rest of your week. We'll talk to you soon. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.